So whenever you want to go. Whenever you want to go, it's ready to go. Do the intro. Do the intro. Alright, alright, alright. How are you doing, guys? Who wants to hear the intro? Alright. You want to hold that thing? Go on. You want heaps good history and a little touch of mystery with lots of hilarity. It's Adelol. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Adelol at the Little Bang Brewery. Yes. How are you yeah. doing? Clap, clap. Can you hear us? This is a great crowd for it a rainy day. It is a rainy day after a uh, a turbulent day, let's say. Yes. Tom's, uh, you're very glad the Liberal Party and the Coalition have uh, sure. come out. Sure, <laughs> no, sure. wearing all blue today in celebration, of course. Welcome all. We are Adelol. Uh, we are 2018 Historians of the Year. Emerging, Emerging Historians, Historians of the, of the year. year, yeah. Don't uh, don't try to claim credit for things that we don't have. Well, if you read my resume, it kind of leaves that word out, but it's yep, completely that's right. fine. Um, we are here as part of South Australia's History Festival, and what Correct. we do is we tell stories from South Australia's unique and often hilarious history, Yes, but I don't know what the story's going to be. That's right. Tom has absolutely no idea what we're going to be talking about today, but we're here to have some fun, we're here to have some laughs. We thank Little Brain Brewing, Brewing Co. a lot for yes, having us. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Now, I just want to check, can everyone at the back hear us okay? Yeah, people at the back here as well? Okay, that's fantastic. No worries. Are you, we, are you here for us, mate, with the baby? No, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> normally, see, normally we have a sound guy. Uh, our good friend John DeMichael comes out and does the sound, but we don't need it today um, because uh, it's just us with the mics. It's going to be And uh, we set everything up ourselves. So uh, any problems with the sound, blame Dan, <laughs> uh, not me. All right. So here's what we are here for. We're here for South Australia's History Festival. And I think it's important, there's so many great events and you can see there's the, the, the uh, flyers yes. and your thing. And, and yes, you've come to this one, which is fantastic. But I think it's important to realise what you're actually missing out on by coming to this show. I've had a look in the guide and there are some doozies. Right, and here's right. what you're, you, you could be seeing today instead of us. Hit me with it, hit me with it. Memories of a fantasy shell garden. Mm. <laughs> Memories of a fantasy shell garden. Yes. Okay, so someone made a shell garden and then it got knocked down and they want to talk about their memories of it. Yeah, one of the most important pieces of Australian folk art history. Oh, so that's could lovely. Be, could be there instead. That's lovely, that doesn't sound crap. That's really good. <laughs> Falling bombs and floating cards. It's a magic show. Not entirely okay. sure what it has to do with okay. history. Okay. They may have just missed the Fringe Festival and thought, well, this is coming up. It's cheaper to register for, so we'll, we'll, well do that. Well, most of the history festival is just shitty ghost tours. <laughs> so I guess you add some magic tricks in with that. It works for me. It's compelling. I like it. Must see Moonta. Now, I've been to Moonta. Nothing there is a must see. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing there that makes me want to go. This one, is, uh, I'm devastated we're missing out on yep. today. Yep. Bridging the Onkaparinga, celebrating 100 years of the Clarendon Bridge. Mm. Uh, whatever, whatever turns you on, yeah. I guess. But really, I'm surprised that anyone is here at all, because what's going on at 2.30, so if you leave now, you could probably catch that. Um, at Urbray. It's is a Christopher Pine's career, which is now, <laughs> thankfully, history. <laughs> Same with Bill Shorten, mate. Hey, I, I, just, I thought that joke would fly really well in Sturt, but uh, apparently, apparently not. Uh, no, at the moment, 2.30, uh, Ages of Jazz with the man himself, Keith Conlon. So oh, that's uh, what we're missing out of. Keith Conlon. Someone's running off good. already. She's heard Keith's on. It's like, I'm off. Right. We've yep. got Keith's groupie here. She's off. Didn't yep. even know. But no, thank you all for coming. Um, even though bookings weren't essential for this, some people did uh, reply. Oh, well those, one of those people who I've met already is uh, Mary Ryan. Hi, Mary. How are you? Thank you so much. 
Um, Mary, thanks for coming. First of all, I just want to apologise straight off the bat. Um, Mary's doing great work as the coordinator of the Mary McKillop Precinct and um, oh, wow. St. John, Joseph's Chapel, and she's spending her Sunday listening to us, so we apologise for anything that comes out of Tom's mouth. <laughs> which which St. Joseph's Chapel? There's a few of them. Which one? Kensington. Kensington, okay. There we go. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, reveal where I, which St. Joseph's I work at, because there's about seven of them <laughs> in, just in Adelaide Metro. But I do a bit of work as a school chaplain, if you can believe that. Also, also at, doing the Lord's work. At a St. Joseph's uh, in Adelaide. I'm yeah. not going to tell you which one. Um, and I'll probably cut this out for the actual <laughs> podcast. But uh, yeah, um, they didn't ask me in the interview if I uh, was actually religious or not. So uh, <laughs> was interesting at the year seven graduation day when everyone was up getting up to do communion. And uh, I was the only atheist uh, in the audience, <laughs> sitting there watching and going, yeah, I'm not getting up to the communion. They never asked me, so... I go for the wine, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, oh yeah, well, that's right. right. Yeah. So we apologise for the filth today, which will all be from Tom. Um, but no, we, are, we are going to be discussing some filth today, because we are discussing the history of Stepney, the suburb we are in at the Step moment. Step into Stepney, folks. Oh, absolutely. That's where we are. Um, look, we have done a bit of brief history about Stepney before, but for those of you who don't know, uh, Stepney was named after an inner city district in London. Right. Uh, village of Stepney. And the guy who kind of created Stepney wanted to make it as close to that as possible. Oh, here we go. So he made it with really narrow streets, which you can kind of still see today, like driving yep. around the back yep. street. Narrow streets and narrow minds. Yep. Well, yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, but he intentionally built it with being able to be catered for slums. He wanted it to be a slum city on the outside of the main metropolitan area. Okay, so he deliberately designed this part of Adelaide. Yes. To operate as a slum. Yeah, pretty much. He's failed. <laughs> He's failed. It's not easy to buy property in Stepney. Not anymore, but it used no. to be because they all used to be okay. these tiny little row terrace houses, and it was a place where you know someone who's immigrated here could get a really cheap piece of land, just can't come into Stepney and start making a life for themselves. Step into Stepney, I think, Step is, the correct, Stepney. is yeah. the correct term. Absolutely. Yep. But uh, with slums comes trouble, unfortunately. Surely not. And we're going to discuss with, with that the, trouble I think today. the term is with slum comes scum. <laughs> that's, that's how it's phrased. That's right. I'm proudly from the northern suburbs, so I will, uh, yeah. I will attain to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, look, what happened is this, disease, this disease-ridden suburb was built because they didn't actually work out the drainage to begin with. So Not important. Literally, there was... Let the free market take care of that. <laughs> I think, uh, I think last night's decision shows you that the free market is the way to go, don't worry about it. And um, much don't, build, like, don't, don't build, don't, don't build infrastructure, it's fine, take right. care of yourself. There was literally, fine. in the mid to late 1800s, just crap throwing down, flowing down the streets yeah, of Stepney. Don't worry about it, it's fine. It's it was problem. literally a shitty hellhole. Don't worry about it, burn more coal, burn more coal, <laughs> it's fine. Um, one person we have covered in the past, but for those of you who don't, may not know, there was an infamous uh, highwayman who operated in the streets of Stepney. All right. Uh, his name was Captain Moonlight. And Captain Moonlight. Captain Moonlight. All right. I thought you were going to say Captain Moonter, just purely because you mentioned <laughs> Moonter earlier. Captain Moonter Captain would just Moonlight. be like made of copper. We know really he was a real in. scumbag if it was Captain Moonter, but yeah. Captain Moonlight sounds like a hero. <laughs> Captain Moonlight wasn't a hero. No, okay. Um, he right. was a thief who rode around on Ooh, horseback oh dear. and robbed people. He would thrust a murderous looking weapon into their face at night. Okay. Give me all your money. Kind all of right. Thing. Hanging out in the parklands. <laughs> he was. Thrusting his weapon into people's faces. Mm. Right, I understand uh, where this is going. He would take their valuables and then be on Family his way. Family jewels, I got it, yep. They would be on his way until one day the law caught up with Captain Moonlight. Yes. 
Um, he spent some time in Adelaide Jail, where he entirely reformed his character. No, he didn't. And became a respectable <laughs> member of society, uh, even to the extent of becoming a uh, pipe organist at his local church. Oh! Mary, do we know anything about your past? That's right. <laughs> no? Okay. Now, after we did our last show in Stephanie and we told the story of Captain Moonlight, a guy came up to me. Um, right. He was a little, you know... Uh, He's like, I'm willing to thrust my, uh, <laughs> thrust my weapon into your face. No, no. Meet he, me in the car park in 15 minutes. He no? came up to me yeah. and he said, my great uncle, I've done the whole ancestry thing. Right. And my great, great uncle or whoever it was, was actually Captain Moonlight. Yeah, I, I'm always sceptical with those things. Yeah. It's like when people claim that they've uh, gone, and, gone and seen a hypnotist and they've regressed and they've experienced their past life. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, I was Napoleon in a past life. Or, and it's like... Were you though? And they're like, oh yeah, I've done the, I've done the research. And my uh, great great uncle was uh, the, uh, you know, uh, was the, the, the squire of uh, King Charles the Third. And it's like, no, he probably wasn't. not. Probably, probably not. not. But anyway, this guy comes up to me and he says, Captain Moonlight, the great robber from the streets of Stepney, was my great uncle. And I said, oh wow, that's amazing. That's excellent. Then he says to me, oh great show. Can you buy me a beer? Not can I buy you a beer, as is customary with performers. He says, can you buy me a beer? What? He's like, you guys must be making a, a, a shitload of money off of your free shows. Uh, can you buy me a beverage? Yeah, that's what he said. So what you're saying is it's still just a slummy's gummy area where yeah, people try well, and rip you off. Well, maybe he is related because he did try to rob me, I guess. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. So that's, that's, it makes sense. It all makes sense, yes. Um, but the no, is becoming more convincing the more you tell. That's right, but... Early Stepney um, wasn't without its troubles, as we said, and it was um, overrun by rowdy youths. Oh, as this letter to the newspaper, rowdy youths. <laughs> this letter to the newspaper by an outraged resident highlights. Okay. Juvenile rowdyism at Stepney. To the editor. Oh, this is an Andrew Bolt article. No, <laughs> this is a subscriber-only article. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. No, no, sorry. Um, one guy gets it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, sir. Through your columns, I wish to call public observation of the custom of juvenile roughs of Stepney, disgraceful in itself, causing much pain and annoyance to many people. Every Sunday, an evening of these budding blackguards assemble either under... Hang on, what, what was that? Budding black... No, it's not. I budding guess. black guys? No, budding black guards. Oh, okay, I don't know that's what that means. Cool. Do you know what that means? I was, I was like, that's going a bit far. Well, you know, it's the race. Or so, yeah, know. I'll do the type, yeah. <laughs> Um, these blooding backyards assemble either under, under the veranda of the Alma Hotel right. or in front of the Vauxhall House. Of course they do. I'm pretty sure that still happens at the Alma. Have anyone's been, <laughs> yeah. anyone been there yeah. on a Sunday after a power game or a Crows game? It's pretty much the same. Yeah, it's thing. pretty rough. Yeah, it gets pretty rough. Um, these young gentlemen uh, pitch out their voices loudly to passers-by. Hey! Singing obscene songs. Celery! With thumping choruses and moving into brawls on the street for a special benefit of the ladies. But I don't know what that means. They're, they're brawling to impress the ladies. So they're, yeah, they're, so they're singing songs and fighting to yeah. impress the ladies. That's right. I bring this. Does that impress the ladies? Just uh, all right. Interesting. <laughs> some, I guess I'm getting some head shakes. I'm getting some nods from other people. So. Alright. Someone's taking notes. Diversity. <laughs> oh no. What really? Impresses uh, the ladies underscore. <laughs> fighting. Singing. Alright. Not live podcast recording. Sure, surely more women would be into soccer if that was the case. Right? <laughs> Pretty uh, much just fighting and singing, right? I have brought this upon your attention, hoping to thereby attract atten attention 
which may yeah, lead. It's, it's an Andrew Bolt one. <laughs> may lead to the go entire suppression of this uh, of this desecration of God's day. Oh, from Mr. G Hobart of Stepney. So, Mr. So, G Hobart of Stepney. G Hobart All of right. Stepney did not care for the rowdy youths of Stepney. Bit of a whinger. It happens. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, always yeah. been whingers, and there always will be whingers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but by the late 1870s, Stepney got extremely overcrowded really quickly because it was built to be very crowded. It was a cheap place to buy. Right, right. Um, the area was... How do we get these people into the northern suburbs? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. By a big, big road, big right? Big right right? yep, got it. Right Makes sense. All right. Uh, the area... Who's going to pay for that? Uh, we'll let the free market sort that out. That's right. Okay, cool. No the area was considered a hotbed of disease and fever. Oh. Um, but basically, it gave... What kind of disease? <laughs> you don't want to know. Oh, okay. Because I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Um, so what happened is people had to really fight to survive in the streets of Stepney. And this was evident through the 18th... They got the eye of the tiger. The what? They got the eye of the tiger. They got to fight. Fight to survive. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, this was evidenced uh, by themselves because the, there became a gang called the... Firewood, Tigers. <laughs> the Firewood Pirate Gang. The Firewood Pirate Gang. The Firewood Pirate Gang. Okay, here's my here's my guess about what the Firewood Pirate Gang was all about. Go on. Um, they would steal firewood. That's exactly right, Tom. Well done. <laughs> Historian of the year, everyone. But rather than burn it, oh, they would use it to uh, make little pirate flags. Or legs, peg legs. Peg maybe? legs. No. Yep, peg legs. What they would do is. Because they needed firewood to survive and keep warm in the in the slums of Stepney. Got Stephanie. the firewood to survive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they would simply get a whole bunch of dynamite, which is, I'm assuming, more expensive than firewood. <laughs> yeah, maybe not in uh, 1870. 1879. 1879. Yeah. yeah, maybe not. They would get a bunch of dynamite. Yep. Stick it in people's trees, which were in their front yard or whatever. Yep. yep. Blow up the tree. Yep. And just grab the firewood and run off. And that's where we get the term <laughs> "little bangaroo." Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Firewood tree explosion. Another angry letter by an angered resident about ah. the uh, firewood gang. You know what? More honestly, I like legit people. And um, more of you should write angry letters to the newspapers. Like, it's just—it's a good way to spend your time. It's a good way for us to spend our time when we read the newspaper. If if, if whenever I look at the Tizer and I sort of think nobody reads it anymore, it's. The quality's gone down, and it, honestly, you can bre- the issues that are present in the advertisements come down, comes down to one thing, and not enough people are writing angry letters about shit that doesn't matter. <laughs> so step that up, and things will improve dramatically for the whole community, I think. So it was becoming it's such, a, on him, such a frequent... Well, it's him. Yep. Um, Mr. James Bob. Mr. James Borthwick of oh, Stephanie. And if you're going to write an angry letter to the Tizer, make sure your name is unpronounceable and difficult to spell. <laughs> you know, spelling's not their strong point anyway. James Borthwick of Stepney published this plea uh, in 1879. Yep. Quote. Stop blowing up my tree. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> cool. This is becoming, Keep it short. Keep it simple. This is becoming such a frequent occurrence in the city of Stepney that it is high time for some citizens to take action. No amount of police surveillance could entirely stop the nuisance over such a large district. It remains then for householders such as myself to take vigilante action. Oh, it's, yes. Yes, it's time. Yes. So it's one old angry man against a bunch of pirates. Yep. I'd love to see how this is going to go. And who doesn't love a bit of 19th century vigilante action? <laughs> Should any of my t- uh, nocturnal visitors have their... Okay, nocturnal visitors... <laughs> yeah. 
just sounds sus. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? I don't know. Like it's. It, never mind. Go on. It's okay. like, <laughs> Should any of my nocturnal visitors yeah. have their families decimated or any of their limbs blown off? They only have themselves to thank. <laughs> So this guy is literally like, if I someone blowing up my tree, I will kill them and their family. Yeah, so if you put dynamite in my tree and you happen to die in a horrible way, or your family happens yeah. to die in a horrible way... Just um, trying to keep my kids warm, mate. You've only got yourself to blame. And they published this in the newspaper? Yeah, and then he goes on to say, I should look forward... Well, they published Caleb Bond, so I guess this isn't, this isn't that far away, far removed from that kind of garbage. I should look forward with fiendish joy to the first account in your columns of the mutilation of my enemies. Wow, okay. That's, uh... James is pretty pissed, to be honest with you. And, to be honest, I could not find a pirate blowing up trees article after yeah, that. Yeah, So right. maybe James got the one up on them. So no. literacy was pretty high amongst pirates. Yeah. And they were all reading the paper and, uh... Coming to the realization that they were in some serious danger. <laughs> this guy on the prowl. Oh, James is out to get us. Yes. So, um, look, Stepney was certainly the wrong side of town from the late 1800s and the early 1900s. Mm -hmm. um, but for some reason, it's very hard to do research on because everywhere I looked in old newspapers for stories about Stepney, which I've done all this week, um, sure. everyone in sure. Stepney was obsessed with this thing called bile beans. Bile beans. Bile beans. Does anyone know what bile beans are? Good. Neither did I. Okay, well, Everywhere I look. Let's try. Let's try and work this out. No, no, you can no, 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 no. Oh, you try and work it out. Okay. So bile is the stuff yep. that is made in your one of your glands. I think it's the gut. Does anyone know? Gallbladder. Gallbladder. Correct. Maybe. Yes. Uh, you can get your gallbladder removed, right, and survive. But okay. And bile. If you get a wound, bile fills up the wound. Is that right? It clogs, clogs up the wound? Yes? No? Yep. It helps right. you digest. It helps you digest. Yeah. Okay, there right. You if you say so. <laughs> um, Alright, so bile beans, I'm guessing it's like gallbladder stones? No. Close. Okay. But, okay, it took me a while to realise that every article I was reading was just actually an advertisement for a product called bile beans. Bile beans. But I'll read you a story. So something that reduces or reduces, enhances your ability yeah. to... Digest things and not lose your gallbladder. Yeah, from right. Monday the 21st of February, 1910, page 5, so, you know, up there. Yeah. The Title, Bad Liver. So, yes, we well, thank you to the people of Little Bang Brewery for your 10% beers. Yeah, my liver's <laughs> probably not doing as well as it was yesterday. But uh, go on, Dan. I'm interested in this product you thought you were about to sell me. Mr. W. Gilbert of Henley's... Uh, Henry Street in Stepney. It's a street where I'm at the moment. Oh, so hello. Cool. I only have to walk very far with my bad liver after I finish my 10% beer. Has been speaking of the wonderful benefits he derived from bile beans after right. all other remedies were completely useless. I was attacked with severe shooting pains in the back and I could not control yep, myself with my head. Blah, blah, got blah, that. blah. Yep, yep, yep. Goes on, goes on, to be honest with you. And I got to a point, it's like, why am I reading this? It's, I'm not going to bring this up at the show. Well, let me get to a point. He did. Um, Thanks right. for coming, ladies and gentlemen. I found bile beans, for which I am very grateful. All right. Uh, what are bile beans? We'll get to that. They're just baked beans, aren't they? We'll get to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Heinz, 57 varieties, folks. Bile beans are the Fixed most... Fixed up your <laughs> Bile beans are the most officious of household medicines. Right. Proves, proof... Was this guy a chiropractor? Proves to cure <laughs> headache, indigestion, stomach troubles, constipation... Uh, naturopath. Naturopath. Yeah. <laughs> Piles? Yeah, it's just horseshit. It's horseshit. Yeah. 
disability. He's making it disability. <laughs> disability. <laughs> it's like he waits for someone to park their car and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, get my tin of beans. Right out in the car park. He's like, dong, 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 dong. I'm killing. Putting their little sign in the window. They're like, oh. Fix you up. Look, cures disability, female ailments. Yeah, female ailments being female, what? I, I, just general, it cures femaleness. To be <laughs> we can fix that up. We can beans. fix that up. Fake you beans. want to write to vote? This will be great for you. Yeah, yeah. Get on, get on. Good for your heart, the more you eat, the more you fart. And, you know, the less cramps and other things. Women's things, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm a naturopath, clearly. Cures nervousness. Oh, that's, that's an ailment that women suffer from. Bad blood. Yep, okay. Um, bad blood. Bad blood. I know. Bad blood. I guess that's if you've got a feud with your neighbour. Or Taylor Swift. Bad breath, amnesia. Bad breath, yeah. Goes on. Right. I am Lots sitting of quite far away from you. And sleeplessness. And then it says this. And I have no further explanation for it. And a part of my language. Summer fag. Cure summer fag. Cure summer fag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does anyone know? If the weather's warm and you feel the need to walk around limp wrists, <laughs> this will fix you up. Does anyone know what that could possibly be? Lethargy. What? Lethargy. Lethargy. Or people that just chain smoke you're in fag. hot weather. You fag, so you just. So if you get. And you know what? There's summer. nothing wrong with that. It's 2019. <laughs> you live as you want to live. No judgment. Yeah. So I looked it up, and I found some spectacular websites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You type the word, no you type the word summer fag into I hope you had this. You, you, I hope you, had, you, you were using an incognito window, This right? is at work. And they told me not to rock yeah. up on Monday. What yeah, the hell? Why is Pornhub at the top of the search <laughs> But it cures summer fag for anyone who's cool. uh, maybe right. suffering well, from that. Well, I'm not going to admit to suffering from that on a podcast, but sure. But it certainly cured uh, our, our mate who lived on this street uh, in Stepney. So I looked a little more into what bile beans were. Right. Bile beans were essentially a laxative. Aha! That's why it's good for summer fag. Just let you do the maths on that. Launched in the 1890s. Alright. The product contained secret ingredients sourced by a fictitious chemist known as Charles Ford. Yeah, go on. A fictitious chemist? Yeah. So it's a natural fact. Yeah, it's fake. Yeah, okay. I was right along. It's alright. Although the founder of uh, for the formula of bile beans, yep. uh, claimed it was a vegetable source only known to Aboriginal Australians. The actual ingredients were just rhubarb and licorice. So that's what bile beans were. Tastes good. A court case initiated in Scotland in 1905 found that the bile bean manufacturing company was false practice Ugh. and conducted fraudulently. However, bile beans were sold in Australia until the 1980s. All right. And then what happened in the 1980s? Yeah. What? Go on. Alright. <laughs> so anyway, that's the story of bile beans and it was so hard to find stories about Stepney because every story was just filled with, oh here's a story about a guy from Stepney and I would get to bile beans like oh. yeah. every single time. Everything goes to bile beans. Back to Stepney, what Stepney certainly does have a proud history of is drunkenness. I can tell you that much right now. So we're gonna look at some of my favourite stories about people being drunk in Stepney. Okay, cool. Yeah, raise the glass. Here we go. And we are drinking the East End Lager. We are drinking the yeah East End Lager. Obviously, um, an homage to the West End 
uh, West End Draft. Mm. East End Draft, yeah. It is East End Draft, uh, yeah. An homage, which was, uh, apparently they tried to make the logo look like the West End Draft logo and got a cease and desist letter. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's why the, uh, the, the East End Draft logo isn't, pretty co isn't that compelling. But they are working on it. Um, and you know what? It, it's, it kind of tastes it like... It kind of tastes like West End it Draft. It kind of tastes like West End Draft, but good. Without the urine aftertaste. Yeah, without the sort of cat piss aftertaste. <laughs> Actually, not, like, legit, it, it reminds me of Melbourne Bitter, but less eggy. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get back to Stepney and its drunkenness. Uh, here's my favourite drunk story of Stepney. It's just great. Cool. Monday, 8th of September, 1902. It was called Blind Drunk. Okay. Stepney, with its usually quiet surroundings, was considerably disturbed on Saturday evening by the ravings of a drunken woman. Quite a novel sight in the little eastern suburb. Ooh. A kind lady took pity on the drunk. Obviously she didn't have a bar bean. No, <laughs> clearly not. Suffering from woman's Bar beans will clearly yep. that up. Yep. Uh, and uh, another woman wanted to give her shelter and took pity on her. But the lady's husband protested. You dirty drunken pig! <laughs> he repeated. He repeatedly explained, addressing the intoxicated wife. Alright, nice guy. Yep. The result is was that the drunk spent Saturday night in the open air. The following morning broke. <laughs> what? She just spent the night laying on the street. So he was like, you dirty pig, and she's like, I'm going to lie down and take a rest. I thought you were going to tell me that the result of him abusing her in the street and her being drunk was that she was going to spend the night in jail. No. But she's, okay, so he no. abused her and then wandered off? Yeah, he abused her and she's like, all right, well, I'll go sleep. I'll have a sleep in this alleyway. I'll have a sleep yep, in I'll have a Kim over here, yep. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, she spent Saturday nights in the open air. The following morning broke a gloriously fine morning. Oh, that's good to hear. And at, at <laughs> a, a glorious summer morning. At nine o'clock, an assemblage of residents, ranging from childhood to old age, could okay, be, could the, be full, the full range then. <laughs> yep. Could be seen. Really nothing else. Viewing the dilapidated specimen of humanity. <laughs> the dilapidated specimen of humanity. If you know wow. anything about history, it's that women are treated really well when it comes to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially their descriptions in literature. Like, it's always really fair and, and you know, compelling. She was lying in the middle of the street with her face turned, staring directly at the sun. Okay. And in a state that's, of... that's a recipe for catching summer fag right there. <laughs> that's how you get it. That's how you can track you it. You need some ball beans. Pretty right sure. Now. Hot day, stare at the sun. Summer she fag. was still in a state of intoxication. Of she was. Commonly known as uh, paralysis. Paralysis, okay. <laughs> Among other things, she started to tell the crowd surrounding her, I'm blind, I'm blind. <laughs> Thinking she meant blind drunk. No. Which she was. Which she was. Yeah. No, the woman was actually vision impaired and blind and couldn't see where she was going or what she was doing. Right, 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 right. So when you think the story can't get much worse around how they treat this woman, uh, they made a few trips to the police office and decided the best way to get her to the jail cell was to find a stable wheelbarrow. Oh. Put her in it and wheel her to the locker. At least they didn't say walk yourself there. <laughs> she sort of, you know, has no sense of direction. Uh, when the sound of her voice died away, the peace of the rest of the day was soon restored to Stepney. So and that was worthy of a news item. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What year was that? That was 1902. 1902, okay. Uh, yeah, right. so poor woman uh, getting blind drunk, literally. And she was also and blind. she was also yeah. blind. Um, story from uh, 1937 now, another okay. good drunk story. Boy, More drunks in Stepney. Boy drunk in suburban street. Here we go. 
A 12-year-old Stepney boy. A 12-year-old Stepney <laughs> yeah. boy. All right. Well, bit, uh, I think those guys on the couch before were about to Yeah, old, that's... So I reckon yeah. they might be getting on. Yeah. Was admitted to the Adelaide Hospital this evening. Oh, dear. Suffering alcoholic poisoning. He was found in the street of Kent Town and had been of drinking... Of course he was. ...wine. Classic Kent An Town. An elderly man. man who was alleged to be his grandfather... Uh, was alleged to be his grandfather. <laughs> okay. Oh no, sorry, alleged to be the uncle of the boy. Oh, okay, the uncle of the boy, right. Yeah, the story keeps changing. Yep. Uh, was uh, called to the Norwood Police House. The uncle said he gave him half a bottle of wine. Which wine. doesn't sound like that much, really. Well, yeah, but if you're 12. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. But, uh, yeah, weak as piss, that kid, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, along with being the tipsy side of it town... It early harvest, <laughs> You need some bile beans. That's too. right. Bile beans. I got some bile beans in me. Was fine. Along with being the tipsy side of town, Stepney gained a reputation for being a dangerous place to drive. Primarily, if you're a twelve-year-old. If you're a twelve-year-old. Yeah. Primarily because of the narrow streets. Right. And possibly because everyone was drunk all the time. I'm not even. Or blind, or twelve years old and drunk and blind. Yeah. yeah. Or, or struggling with summer fag. Just having a bit of summer fag, yeah. Ed. So, uh, look, there's actually, I found a picture of the corner of this street yes. from uh, 1937. And there's like one, two, three <laughs> drunken 12-year-olds lying <laughs> in the gutter, so, you know, that's Stepney life back in the day. Uh, this is just a bit of a summary around some of the collisions that happened at Stepney. So, mm -hmm. whilst driving two ponies attached to a trap, don't know what that is. Um, a trap? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anyone? It's like a buggy? Like a yeah. oh, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, along the streets of Stepney, they collided with a motor vehicle. Three, oh, ch three children classic. were thrown. Three children were thrown out of the car the into trap. the gutter, where it was discovered that they were drunk <laughs> from drinking half a bottle of wine. But anyway, that story caught my attention because it wasn't really that story. It was the story underneath, which right. has nothing to do with Stepney, but it's such a 1900 story. Okay, let's hear. Let's hear. It's from pretend it is. Yeah, no, it's, it's from Gawler, so you know it's going to be. You know it's going to be good. Am I right? Another classy part of the. Of, uh, Anyone here from Gawler? South Australia. Put your hand up. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's from the north suburbs. <laughs> Here's the thing. I live in the northeast suburbs. No, no, no. Everyone thinks it's like so far away. It's it is. <laughs> it's not the same. It's Tea Tree Gully is quite nice. It's please quite come far visit. away. <laughs> from Gawler, uh, January 15, 1937. Right. Death from Lockjaw. Here we go. Yeah. Death from Lockjaw. Is that tetanus? Okay, I didn't know what that was. So I'm glad you're here because you know all of the. There's pass in the audience. We've got summer fags, we've got tetanus, we've yeah. got, got, got some bile beans in your purse there. What, what do you do for a job? Never leave home without <laughs> Out of interest, what do you do for a job? What do you do for a job? Teacher. Oh, there oh, you go. Oh, there we go. A history teacher? There you go. Well done. Was one of the subjects. Was. We know the podcast you listen to. You are not teaching history anymore. The death is reported of the 11-year-old daughter of oh. Mr. Herman Wolf. Half uh, bottle of wine of and she, she, she carved it? <laughs> From Lockjaw. Oh, Lockjaw, that's right. I remember. Bile beans would have fixed her up. <laughs> I don't know how she got it, but this is the explanation. Rusty nail. This. A few days ago, the child was trimming corns on her foot. Oh, okay, okay. And then she, she okay. gradually got paralysis, and the girl died. Okay, so she was using the rusty, rusty implements, probably a knife. Okay, corns are like those little yeah, hardened like skin things, yeah, is that yeah. right? And yeah. so she's cut them off her feet with a rusty implement. Probably. 
and contracted tennis. There we go. So that's what happened. Died from lockjaw. But really, it was the article under that. And bile beans would have cured her, but obviously they didn't know about that. It was the Ignorant. article under that that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, and I couldn't find anything else. Vaccination would have fixed her up as well. Absolutely. She, yeah. yeah. Woman injured. Miss Selena Frost, 66, of Henry Street, Stepney. Classic. Where we are right now. Hey, Classic Selena. Here we go. Let me guess. She's going to get drunk and lie in the gutter. No, no. Um, dirty pig. You <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. This is my second beard. Um, she was admitted to the Adelaide Hospital yesterday with chest injuries. Right. Chest injuries after she had been struck in the foot by, <clears throat> by a truck. What? How does this make any sense at all? How do you get struck in the foot well, by a truck? Unless you are literally, there's the road and she's just sticking her foot out like that. Well, I'm, I'm guessing that she, was, she went to step oh. into the road and the truck just went road over her foot. Oh, well, there we go. That makes okay. sense. But why is that giving her chest pain? I've that got no idea why she admitted with chest injury. So we need an acupuncturist to come in here and explain <laughs> the connection between foot pain and chest pain. So I looked my hardest to follow that one up, but I could not find anything on Miss Selena oh, Frost. I hope she's all well. Yeah, well, what year was this? This was uh, 19... Oh, 1937. Yeah, she's dead. She's definitely dead. Yeah, so, dead. sorry, Miss Frost. Sorry. Um, sorry, Miss Frost. She's sold to Frosty now. Uh, right? Frosty reception. <laughs> hey, there we, go. there we go. The slums of Stephanie continued to grow in the early 1900s. Look at them grow. Look at them grow. Look at that, that decor. By the 1920s, it was so bad that the government decided they were going to intervene and clean up the city of Hang Stephanie. on, the government can do things? Well, actually, no. Well, they just let the free market do it. <laughs> because they actually actually did nothing and the problem just got oh, worse. Oh, okay. All right, cool. So, Who was in government at that time? I don't know. Uh, we won't get into that. Then we'll discuss the election. Uh, there was more uh, tragedy at Stepney. Um, and there was some. There's been a few famous high profile murders, but I won't go into them because Ooh. they are actually quite depressing, where it's, it's always a um, husband murdering his wife, so it's not. Yeah, that and we always, like, we're, we're always looking for new ideas and stories we can do about South Australian history. And people always send us emails and say, why don't you do this famous murder? Mm -hmm. A lot of people always say South Australia is the murder capital of the world, which is bullshit because we're not. Australia is not a particularly murderous place uh, by world standards, and uh, South Australia, although we've got some very weird and we wacky, got some good ones. weird and wacky murders over the years, we really don't have that. We're, you know, we're, our rates of murder, our rates of homicide are pretty low, really, even compared to the rest of Australia. Yeah. But the other thing is, why would you think that murders are something that a comedy podcast would like? <laughs> you should check out this really interesting murder, and it's like it's very difficult. To make murder funny. That's exactly. Oh, you're right. gonna you're gonna give it a go, Dan. Give us give us your funny. No, this murder. isn't a murder. Oh, okay. Just but it is a shooting. Right. So it's hi. What's your language from here on in? Okay. okay. All right. So, a narrow escape in Stepney. Oh. Uh, from December. Doo -doo -doo -doo, I wrote the date somewhere. Hey guys. December uh, 19. Somewhat sometime in the 1920s. Oh, okay. Last week, while Miss Flo Winter of Stepney. Was cleaning up her house for her. Low winter. No summer fact for her. <laughs> oh, come on, Tom. Uh, Miss Flo Winter of Stepney was cleaning up her house for her uncle. Right. For she, her uncle? Yeah, I don't know. Her house? <laughs> and she's cleaning it for her uncle. Cleaning up her house for her uncle. So you know that this is you know that this is 1920. Yeah. Her uncle's right. coming home and being like, I know I don't live here and this is your house, but you should probably do some uh, <laughs> some cleaning. Clean this general area. Yeah, it looks me. like you haven't done enough cleaning this week. You. You're she's like, you know what? You're my uncle, so I can't I can't not do cleaning now that you've told me to do it. 
She swept all yeah. the floor oh, good on her. and threw all the rubbish into the fire. Her own rubbish. Yeah. Yep. Her own floor. Because her uncle uncle told her to. Yep. Then suddenly she felt a sharp pain in her thumb. Yep. Probably struck by a truck in the thumb. <laughs> yeah, struck by a truck. Yep. She ran out to her uncle. Fire beans will pick that up. Who saw that there was a hole through the middle of her thumb. Oh, stigmata. <laughs> Maybe. Like uh, uh, bile beans will pick that up. She he saw that there was a hole right through the top of her thumb. Then he remembered that he had been using a rifle in the house earlier that day. Oh, come on! As you do. You should clean the house. <laughs> and while you're doing that, I'm just going to shoot my gun. <laughs> clean faster. And if you get shot, it's your own fault. You didn't clean fast enough. He had been using the rifle that morning and must have accidentally dropped the 303 cartridge on the floor. The young okay. lady did not notice this. She swept it up. Threw it in the fire, and it went bang. And it went bang, and it went straight through her thumb. Right. Lung, young lady did not notice this when she threw it into the rubbish. And it was a piece of shell also went between her arm and side, and several holes were made in the roof, which wow. I find for one cartridge. I reckon the uncle was just getting pissed yeah. during the day and just, you know, yep. firing off a couple. He's like, clean the house. <laughs> There's all this plaster on the You've floor. You've been putting bullets in the fire again. <laughs> So, Classic 1920s man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, but the Stepney is not without its tragedy. Uh, and we will discuss one tragedy now in a bit Go more on detail. Go on then, why not? Why tragedy not? at Stepney. Uh, it was a young man Finish arrested. with a murder, that's what we always Finish with a murder, or it's a manslaughter actually. It's not a murder, so yeah. Yeah. it's a difference. Charged with, young man charged with manslaughter. While a game of cards was in progress at a suburban hotel on Saturday, it was right. the uh, Maiden Magpie Hotel, which of was one course. of the first yep. uh, hotels in the state. And that's why you can't play cards anymore at the Maiden Magpie. Well, yeah, this is exactly right. True story. Uh, an, alter, an alteration enlisted, and it was alleged that Alfred Alexander Johnston was attacked and knocked down. Right. On the following Wednesday, so on Saturday he was knocked down, on Wednesday he was oh, okay. to hospital. Okay, so this guy holds a grudge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he went to hospital on Wednesday, right. where he died 20 minutes later. Oh, what? Okay, so he doesn't hold a grudge, he's dead. Yeah, no. Right, absolutely. okay. On Thursday, plainclothes uh, police officers uh, went and arrested Alfred Lana, a oh. youth, on charge of having killed the man at Stepney. This is basically what happened. There's a whole bunch of news stories, and from what I can see is the truth is... There was a poker game, a big poker tournament happening at the Maiden Magpie Hotel. Right. Everyone know where that is? Everyone know the one? Everyone yep. know what poker is? <laughs> poker? Less, less not, okay. <laughs> so I read further into the case. You're going to say poker, I hardly know it. That's exactly oh, right. <laughs> so it was the Maiden Magpie on Immature, Saturday. Immature, mate. Immature. An, an illegal poker game was going on. Yep. Uh, one guy, Alfred Johnston, was reportedly cheating in the game. Classic Jono. All the players have had enough of him, but no one wanted to really step up yeah. and do something. Yeah. yeah, So it happens. He gets to his next player, who was Alfred. There's two Alfreds here. Alfred Lana, who's this young. I think he was a 16 year old guy. Young 16. Why year old is guy. a 16 year old in the bar? Oh, Stepney. Yeah, okay. Stepney. <laughs> He'd probably be drinking half a bottle of wine. <laughs> next will be a 12 year old. Next, these kids will be getting on it. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, why? Yeah. Why are they here? Um, so it's um, the 16 year old gets up. Gets his game lost in suspicious circumstances. Decides right. he's had enough. Just socks the guy, kind of uh, right next to the eye. Coward punch. Well, he was right in front of him, so I don't oh, think he yeah. was a coward punch. <laughs> yeah. But um, over the next few days, he, he goes home. He's a little sore, uh, but he starts deteriorating. Turns out he had internal brain bleeding from oh, this. Oh dear. Oh yeah. Okay. And Alfred Garner okay. was later arrested because 
in the days after, between Saturday and Wednesday, everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah. what's, what's with the eye? And he's like, oh, this Alfred Lana kid punched me in the face at the Made and Make Try Hotel. Yep. So, and I feel really queasy, and people are like, don't worry, it's probably just summer fag. <laughs> fine, just take some bile beans, it'll clear itself up. <laughs> Turns out, brain hemorrhage. That's yeah. exactly right. Bile beans did not say it uh, cured that, so. No, that's right, yeah. It wasn't a feminine problem. Yeah, it it wasn't wasn't feminine. Getting punched in the face by another man is not a feminine problem. Well, actually, it still is to this day, which yeah, is very sad. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bile beans is not going to help. No. Um, so, he dies on Wednesday. Alfred Lana is arrested. Sure. The coroner says, yes, it was because of the punch. I don't know what it took to be a coroner in the 1920s. I think he just needed a, a white coat and they're like, oh, okay, that's the guy. I'm trained as a naturopath. <laughs> Cut him open. <laughs> Should have taken some bile beans. <laughs> oh, well. Cause of death, lack of bile beans. I'll put that on the <laughs> Alfred Lana was charged with manslaughter. Goes yeah. to trial. Um, it is established Hang by... Hang on, though. Like, fascinating that you can get charged with manslaughter for punching a guy in a, in a card game. Yep. And it's like all you've done is lost at cards. Like you've lost at cards, punched somebody, mm. they've died, you get charged with manslaughter. It's not like they've done anything to provoke you other than play cards and beat you. I don't get what you're saying. No, I'm, just, I'm just saying like normally if, you were, if, you're, if you're making a defense of manslaughter in court, yeah. you'd have to be able to say, well, you know, self-defense or there was, you know, yeah. it was accidental or I killed the person and there was, you know, extenuating circumstances, mm -hmm. it wasn't premeditated, etc. But it's like if you're punching somebody, who's beating you at cards, mm. that's just murder. Well, he's charged with manslaughter because he said he, he meant to inflict damage, but not, you know, cause, Oh, okay, cause so it's like, I meant to just punch the guy. I meant to just punch him, not okay. cause death. Not so anyway, kidding. goes on trial, um, he's about to go to jail, but Alfred then calls a whole bunch of witnesses who are at the pub, and all of them say, yeah, that guy was definitely cheating at cards, so he deserved to be punched. <laughs> Right, okay. So the judge just let him go. <laughs> he had no go. prior convictions, killed a guy by punching him in the head, and he just got let go. So let, let that be a lesson to you. I guess the right. judges are, don't cheat at cards. Don't cheat at cards. And take your bowl beans, guys. Yeah. So, however, after the end of World War II, we're wrapping up now. Stepney, 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 Stepney underwent a great change as large numbers of refugees from war-torn Europe uh, moved into the area. And the new influx of immigrants brought a whole new range of culture, families, and thriving industries. And it kind of operated as kind of like half industrial, half residential. And I think you can still kind of see that today, like driving around yeah. these streets. There's still a lot of warehouses, even though yep. we're so close to the city. Yep. And Basically, a, lot of houses. a massive warehouse right now. So yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, and it brought hope back to Stepney. However, some of the narrow streets and slums were demolished. Okay. And because a lot of the people living in those slums were new immigrants from Europe. They were getting letters saying like, hey, your house has been demolished in a week or so. But they couldn't read any English. People were just sitting in their house one day yep. and then uh, people just start hitting their walls and demolishing their houses yep. and things like that. Like, hey, what's going on? As Marley Cyrus would say, they came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> or literally with a wrecking ball. <laughs> That's a Taylor Swift and a Miley Cyrus reference. Oh yeah, in oh, yeah. Oh, mate, just speaking to the audience. I'm just speaking to the audience. <laughs> I know the audience, I know what they want to hear. So uh, a whole bunch of uh, migrants were displaced for a while. Most of them did move. Uh, slightly further north into Paynham and Burnside. Yep, cool. We'll be at Burnside next week discussing the oh, history of Burnside. You'd be devastated if you, if you were living in Stepney and you're like, oh, now I've got to move to Burnside. Like, <laughs> oh, oh. What a step down on the social ladder. Yeah, that's right. This is heartbreaking. Uh, so the slums were removed to provide new roadways into the city. 
um, which is kind of where you see um, Hainem Road comes today. Yep, okay. Um, but over the past few decades, uh, due to its proximity to the city, parklands and facilities, residential properties are now highly sought after in A far call from the day of the slums, which just goes to prove you can polish a turd. All right. Thank you all for coming. That is the story of Stephanie. We are at LOL. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, please don't forget to take your bile beans. <laughs> and we will see you in a week. Yes, we will be at the Burnside Library on the Saturday the 25th at 2pm. Um, it's a show, it's $10, but you get free beer and food. We'll bring some well, bar beans. It's not free because you're paying $10. <laughs> yeah, but, we'll yeah. bring some bar beans along. Yep, Come bar beans some, is polite. Yep. We are a podcast called Adelol. Uh, you can find us anywhere online where you listen to your podcast. We sell stories of South Australia's unique and hilarious history. Yep. Please listen, it's a bit of good fun. Yep. Um, we thank you all so much for coming on this uh, very, very rainy day uh, in the slum of Stepney. I hope you all, all right. get to your cars um, safely. So and please you. enjoy the beer of the episode if you do manage to get to the bar. That's the uh, East End Giraffe. Thank you very much. Thank you to the Little Bank Brewery. Thank you all. Enjoy your history festival. We'll Have see you guys soon. Have a long. Have a long. Have a long. Have a long. Have a long.